Open your scriptures to John 7, verse 38. It says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, this is so important. Just look up. Look up now. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, this is revolutionary. This is no common statement. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is very important. Let's look at this from the Amplified Version. He who believes in me, he who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. Now, he didn't say this will be the experience of every person. He says, this is the experience of those who believe on him as the scripture says. Let's look at another conversation that he had. Go back to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse number 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Give me some water to drink. Next. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Next. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, Ask it drink of me, which am of a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Next verse. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, take note of this, if you know the gift of God, one, two, if you know who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. If you knew the gift of God, if you knew who was talking to you. So the question is this, what's the gift of God? Jesus said in chapter 7, he says, He that believeth of me, as the scripture said. So there is something the scripture said about the Messiah. There is something the scripture says will happen to those who believe in the Messiah. There is something they were supposed to receive. 
Jesus in this communication says to this woman, if you knew the gift of God, so the question will be, what's the gift of God? If you knew who it was who was speaking to you, the argument about his identity was later concluded later on in this same scripture. And the revelation was the revelation of the Christ. But the gift of God is eternal life. If you knew the gift of God, if you knew who was talking to you, he says you would have asked him, he would have given you eternal life. He would have given you living water. Then in the next verse, he says something about the character of this water. Next verse. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. The woman was looking from a fleshly standpoint. You have nothing to draw water with. The well is deep. From whence then hast thou? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. From whence then hast thou? The, the, Jesus said something. If you knew who was talking to you, you would have asked him. He would have given you. The woman asked the question. He says, the well is deep. You have nothing. Where are you going to draw this water from? The water you're going to give to me, where are you going to get it from? Important question. So Jesus was saying something. I am a life-carrying water. Ay, 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 ay. That is, I the water he was saying he was going to give to the woman was not coming from heaven. The woman said, where are you going to get the water from? Where would the living water come from? Where would the living water come from? Where would it come from? Verse, verse 12. Are thou greater than our father, Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Are you greater than Jacob? Next verse. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Take note. Jesus makes a distinction between the water that was in the well and the water he was talking about. He says, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But, next, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Why? Because the water that I shall give him shall be. Oh, you're not with me here. This water shall be in him. A wellspring or shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life or into everlasting life. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, think of it. For many years we sang and we lived our lives this way. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. 
You know, I, I used to wonder, why do you talk about fill my cup? Then the next thing you say, bread of heaven. Why didn't you say water of heaven? Because you're saying fill my cup, Lord. Then come quench the thirsting of my soul. But that can be poetic, all right? Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Here's my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Hold on. He, get the scripture back up. But whosoever drinketh of the water I shall give him shall never thirst. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Listen, he didn't just say this is a phenomenon. He says this is the distinguishing factor, the distinguishing element between the water you get from any other well and the one I give. And he tells you why. He says because the one I give does something primarily. The one I give creates within the receiver a wellspring. I don't give you a cup of water. I give you a wellspring that's inside you. Listen to me. He said, he that believed on me, as the scripture has said, he was saying that I'm bringing a new order. I'm bringing a new order. In this kingdom, we don't do retail salvation. We don't make you a retailer. We don't make you a customer. He said, we make you a kingdom distribution center. We bring the whole product. We bring the manufacturing center. We install it within you. Someone say, oh, but I'm thirsting. No. When you are thirsting, don't look to heaven and say, heaven, fill my cup. Oh. In the New Testament, he says, he, he that drinketh of this water will never thirst. He is to never thirst. He is to never long for it. He is to never want it. Why? Because the production center is installed. So you say, but pastor, I'm thirsting. Your ignorance is the reason for your thirst. Oh, who is here with me? Oh, you come visit with me. And I say, you're welcome, great to have you. Then I say to you, all things are ready. So I leave you and I go out. But I've given you space in my house. I come back, I come back six hours later. I come back six hours later and I say, how are you doing? He said, I'm very hungry. I say, why are you hungry? You're in my house, why are you hungry? He said, because nobody gave me food. I said, no, I welcomed you into my house. I gave you access. Then I said, come, let's go. I opened the fridge. The fridge is packed full. I opened the pot. They explained. I said, why are you hungry again? He said, nobody gave me food, but I gave you access. If you ever hunger, you are in the place where the food is available. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Do you know? Do you know? The main problem with the church is the church 
is living like the woman by the well who would need to come to the well every day wanting to get a cup forgetting that the scripture says Jesus himself said he says he that believeth on me as the scripture says out of his belly shall flow rivers why would it flow rivers because when he believed a wellspring was installed a wellspring was installed so if he ever thirst he's not supposed to start looking toward God in fact he is not supposed to thirst because he's supposed to live a certain kind of life the reason why he's not to thirst is because there's a wellspring the reason why he's not supposed to thirst is because there's something he's supposed to do with the wellspring Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 this is the reason why he's not supposed to thirst. One, there's a wellspring. The wellspring gives him the capacity. But now, there is an operation of the wellspring. Ephesians 5, 18. There is an operation of the wellspring. Now, remember, we're talking about water. And you're talking about drinking. And you're talking about positioning for the gathering clouds. Now, it says, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be drunk with the Spirit. Do not be intoxicated with wine, wherein is excess, but be intoxicated with the Spirit. You know, that's what the Scripture says. That means, come under the influence of the Spirit. Come under the influence of the Spirit. Put yourself under the influence of the Spirit. So it's like I say to you, the wellspring is inside you. Now this is the way you operate. This is the way you operate. Make sure that it's an ever-flowing, ever-flowing fountain. Because the Bible says that the, the, the first man was made a living soul. Then it says the second man was made a life-giving spirit. A life-giving spirit. And the word life-giving spirit means talking spirit. Talking spirit. So the way the second Adam lives is by talking. Then the Bible says, as we took up the nature, the appearance, the operations of the first man, it says now that we are in Christ, let us also take up the nature and the operation of the second and last Adam. So the second and last Adam has an operating system and that operating system is that he is a life-giving spirit and he gives life by speaking because he is a talking spirit in fact this second Adam said is this the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life now you say the woman how did the woman how did Jesus give the woman water he gave her water by speaking to her he spoke words of eternal life. Where did he get the words from? Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. The reservoir of his spirit. In the New Testament, God didn't come to pour some water on you. God made his headquarters within you. Now the wellspring of life is resident within you. 
resident within you. Resident within you. Do you know the Christianity that many have known is the Christianity of lack? And God is forever supplying. But the Christianity that the scripture reveals is this Christianity of abundance. Where God blesses you and makes you his partner in dispensing blessings. He makes you his partner in dispensing blessings. You know, you are always supplied. You are the depot. If anybody is looking for supply, it's you they come to. You are the depot. You are never dry. You are a water-carrying cloud. Through you, the thirsty fields of the world are covered with waters of living water. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get that scripture back up and let's look at verse 19. Verse 19. Now look at this. Or oh, let's read 18 into 19. Do not be intoxicated or drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be intoxicated with the Spirit. Now take note of this. The, 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 the punctuation there is a semicolon. Letting you know that the next thing that goes after this is an expansion of what is being said. So you say, how am I going to come under the sway or the intoxication of the Spirit? Because remember, the scripture we read to you in John chapter 7, Jesus said, maybe let's go back to John 7, 38. John 7, 38, but let's look at 39 now. Now, he says, let's look at from 38 into 39 so that we can get the, the flow. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 39. But this he spake of the Spirit. That means the out of his belly that he was talking about, or his innermost being that he was talking about, that thing that will make him a fountain of living water is the Holy Spirit. He says, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should lambano should receive. The Holy Spirit was not yet given, but Jesus, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But praise God, we are not living in that day. We are on this other side. The Holy Spirit has been poured out upon all flesh, and Jesus has been glorified. That means the whole service is available right now. The whole service is available right now. Whoa. Whoa. So this is an opportunity to live a life of no dryness. See, listen to me. There are people who have used, they have been taught wrongly. And they have used certain um, figurative um, um, things. They say, for instance, we are the church in the wilderness. And they say, oh, now we are on our way to heaven. So we are in the wilderness. And, and so sometimes it is dry. So you are going through your wilderness experience. That is not what Jesus said. That is not what he said. What Jesus said is that I am bringing to you a new era. 
I'm bringing to you the kingdom of God. Then he says, the kingdom of God is here. It's within you. He says, when you receive it, you come into a place where you will never thirst again. Never thirst again. That means no possibility for a wilderness experience. The reason is because you are a moving oasis. You are a moving oasis. Anywhere you go, it's no more a wilderness because you are bringing something. You are a cloud carrying, you're a water carrying cloud. Every, oh boy. Oh my goodness. See, I'm staying here because you don't know how much our mind has been affected by that other way of thinking. So you're always wanting for some heavenly rain, heavenly rain. Whereas in the New Testament, it's not about heavenly rain. The heavenly rain is not coming from the cloud. You are the cloud. The heavenly rain is not coming from above. You are the above. You are the one who came from above. Above has come. Above is in you. Now, out of your belly shall flow gushers of living water. Gushers of living water. I like what I heard. I like what I heard about Churchill. Churchill said something. He said, the future will be kind to me. I want you to hear this. He said, the future will be kind to me. And he says, the reason is because someone losing it. What do you mean the community will be kind to you? Say, because I will write the future. I, I love that. He says, I will write the future. You know? He says, history will be kind to me. When, I'm, when I leave, die, and go, nice things will be said about me. Say, because I will write it. It's the Christian life. You're not waiting for something to happen. You are the happening thing. Whatever you want, make it happen. You have the capacity to make it happen. If it is dry, you say, the cloud has come. If you say, oh, my cloud is not big yet, then gather it. Baya kabaya. Gather it. He says, if the clouds be full. So if it's not raining yet, then gather some cloud. Build your faith. Build your prayer. Build your seed until it is full. Because when the cloud is full, the rain will fall. If it's not falling, it's not full yet. When it's full, the rain will fall. You say, Pastor, how do I gather it? Be filled with the Spirit. How am I going to be filled with the Spirit? Now, we've seen this now. Let's go back to um, um, Ephesians now. Five. Be not drunk with wine wearing his excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, when I got born again, I didn't know the Scripture. And people around me didn't know the Scripture. We had experienced the infilling of the Spirit. You know, you just got born again. God filled those people. You fell under power. Some kind of control, supernatural feeling. You spoke in tongues a little, but you don't know how to recreate it. So maybe you're sitting down and waiting. Oh, that man touched me that day. That is why I felt it. So you're looking for somebody to submit your head. Just another touch. Just another touch. Just another touch. That touch was to install the generator. That touch, that first touch, was to install the software. Brother, right now the software is installed. 
You don't need another torch. You don't need another torch. I was always waiting, hoping for a torch. Then one day, I was listening to the man of God, Pastor Chris. Then I saw the scripture. Get that scripture back up. I saw the scripture. Be not drunk with wine, wearing his excess, but be. In fact, the word is not even be filled. The word is be being filled. You know, be being filled. That means be ever filled. Be always filled with the Spirit. Then he shows you how. Next verse. Speaking. My yeah. I received, I received the gift of God because someone spoke to me. But you know what? I stir up, I stir up the gift of God by me speaking. Is it draw from the wells of salvation by you talking? Is it speaking to yourselves? Now, this speaking to yourselves is not me speaking to you. It's you speaking to you and me speaking to me. Is it speaking to yourselves? in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Next verse. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor, in teaching us about praise, he showed us that thanksgiving is a form of praise. Is a form of praise. Next verse. It says, when you do this, so many yourselves, one to another, in the fear of God. Now, you go back to verse 19. How do I draw from this well? If ever you feel some thirst, you start with songs of praise. You didn't hear what I just said now. You're not waiting for nobody to submit your head. You're not waiting for some special meeting. The Holy Ghost is living within you. You start praising. You start singing psalms and hymns. And you're talking about his greatness. How glorious he is. He said when you're doing this and making melody in your heart, he says you are stirring up the gift of God. That well is bringing out water. Before you know what's happening, you are so refreshed, so strengthened. And this can be your everyday life. This should be your everyday life. And you are, I mean, you start out at the beginning, you're only thinking of yourself. Then soon, because this life, you are bubbling always. Soon, it will not just be about refreshing you. Soon, from you, there will be splashes and others. Anybody that comes close to you comes into an environment of thanksgiving. Anyone that comes close to you comes into an environment of praise. All of a sudden, people are lightened, lifted just in your presence. What a life. What a life. That's the Christian life. The reverse is living the Old Testament. That those who are always hungry, always wanting. So, Bible says, hope deferred. Come. Hope deferred crushes the spirit. Look at Christianity for some people. Reach out to me. Reach out to me. So they reach out. God is doing this with them. This is what he's doing. So they say, we are chasing after you. The Bible didn't say chase after him. He said, in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. We are not God chasers. We are not God chasers. That's religion. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. We are the in him people. Then great, great God 
great glory. We are not just in him. He's also in us. He says, this is the mystery that has been hid from generations past. Christ in you. The hope of glory. We'll continue on Sunday. Wow. Wow. What a life. What a life. What a life. If this is true, why won't you want to share with your friend? I want to challenge you today. Between now and Sunday, go and tell someone about this living water. Go and distribute this living water. Go and share it. There are those who don't know that there is such a life. There are those who don't know. Open up the conversation and say, maybe they are taking a bottle of Coke. You say, you know this Coke you're taking? You will thirst again? They are not true. It quenches my thirst. But you will not thirst again. Then you will thirst again. I have a drink that if you take, you will never thirst. He said, tell me about it. Then you go ahead and start sharing. Start sharing. Start sharing. You can find many Christians who are thirsty, hungry, living below their estate. You tell them, hey, come on, brother, sister. In you is a wellspring of life. Can I show you how to operate it? You give them a copy of Rhapsody of Realities and tell them there's a life where you can be a well-watered garden. A well-watered garden. They say, this is too good to be true. You say, absolutely. It's heavenly. It's not of this earth. With man, this may be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Can you just, if you're born again, just stand now? wherever you are in our service centers at home, stand to your feet. And I want you to begin to let those waters of living, those living waters flow out of your mouth. Speak God's word, pray in tongues, praise him, thank him. Go ahead and just pray right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, in your car, at home, everywhere, pray in the Spirit. <laughs> 